everybody jump, 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 jump. I said a hip, the hip, the hip, the hip, 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 how you don't stop. Rap, 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 rap. I will definitely call you back later then. Come on, wrap it up. Big sharp it up. Okay, you know what? Wrap up the circle thing. Come on. Mr. Parker, wrap it up, please. Okay. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Uh, I almost feel bad that, uh, you know, we got the Dave Peach clip in there and he got unelected. It's not really fair. He's one of my favorite commissioners. It's no longer in office. But okay, so there it goes. Uh, it's the rap. No, he's not. He's still with us. And I'm sure, honestly, I'm sure he's happier. <laughs> he's just playing with his golden retrievers and or his labs. Sorry, his labs. Um, it's the wrap. It means I have a couple of friends here in studio with me. We recap the news of the week. Uh, today, I've got Walker Wilson, executive director of the Downtown Improve Board, Improvement Board and um, On Bikes founder and 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 many other things. Walker, welcome back to the wrap. It's good to be here, Andrew. Good to have you. And Travis Peterson, uh, Impact Campaigns, also a repeat offender here on the wrap. Travis, welcome back. Happy to have a rap sheet. And also, <laughs> nice. Yes! How long have you been holding that? Long time, working on it since last time. <laughs> <laughs> well done. It's always good to deliver, you know? It's always good to deliver. That's all I got today. And and the the single best thing about the um, the guest today is that we are all fans of the world's greatest, though you wouldn't know by their record, right. football team, which is? Auburn Tigers. Auburn Tigers. Go. Did you guys both go there? I know I did not go there. I went to the University of Illinois, but where did you guys both go to Auburn? Yeah, I, I graduated from Auburn in 2011. Me and Cam Newton left the same time. Nice. So. Wow, you took him with you. Okay. I, and I grew up there, actually. You're so. from there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you went there, you're from there, and I'm just adopted. So fair we, enough. As we a take redhead. all the fans we can get. <laughs> we'll take it. These days. Um, did you watch, by the way, the championship? Yes, the I did. The whole game? Um, Till the third quarter. Some portion and I was of like, it. Oh, I got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. It wasn't the one that kept you up getting no sleep championship before work the next day was it right exactly. netflix started beckoning about half time. <laughs> it <Yeah>. was <laughs> i was so eager to see this game i was dumb enough to believe that maybe tcu had a chance because the previous two games had been so spectacular and then i'm like and this is why you never know who's going to be terrible <laughs> you yeah. know or or t- to be fair who's going to be fantastic right georgia was fantastic and tcu uh shouldn't have been there but you know so it goes um oh uh, before we go anywhere else uh walker couple of announcements i wanted to let you make about dib related things going on things are going away right yes so uh this will be the last weekend that we've got bubble alley up at intendencia and in jefferson right there by the Woonorf and the ymca as as travis called it it's Woonerf adjacent. Woonerf adjacent. Yes. Well done. Yes. <laughs> the Woon uh, the the Woonerf is the interruption in the normal pavement design to put a tree in the middle of the road and create a eh, just roundabout and yeah. bricks and you know it's confusion. Yeah. Right. Go on. Uh, but it, it we'll go and fix it up a little bit. It's looking uh, not so great this morning, but I'll get out there on a ladder here in a couple hours. Because the storm if you want some entertainment. Uh, and then we're also taking down the Christmas lights next week as well. So this will be the last last weekend that we're the selfie capital of of the world. So gotcha. <laughs> and sure will the um uh, the the food truck court at uh, Garden and Palafox will that or Maine and Palafox will that still have some of the bubbles? Because it has them now. A yeah, couple. they've got some. I mean, I think they're planning on leaving theirs up until they start looking, you know, not so great. So I, I, I know there's I been a couple you. businesses that uh, have have come and gotten some and, and put them up it's kind of cool your name and or your organization got thrown around a fair bit in the last week and a half in connection with the prospect of a pelican drop yes revitalization re resurrection whatever you want to the call it tour to bring it yeah to bring the pelican back out of retirement had been at the port now it's stored on uh, that storage one near the uh, near the pool i think is where we've got it mm-hmm. most recently but um your assessment 
And, and I know the issue's been money. Right. And DIB said it's not our baby to, put, to pay for anymore, which right. I understand. So, but uh, I think it can still be our responsibility and my responsibility to get all the players around the table and say, you know, I'm kind of on a fact finding mission right now of what is this going to cost to make sure that we can put on a safe, fun, family friendly event. Um, and so I'm actually next week going to go meet with uh, the chief of police and chief of fire and say, all right, first and foremost, this event's got to be safe um, right. after, especially after what we saw in Mobile this year. Um, we don't want this to turn into that. And I think, you know, kind of at least getting that underway and seeing what the costs there are going to be what we need and then uh looking through the rest of the files we've got and we've got some pretty extensive files in the office uh, mm -hmm. from previous years when dib was managing that event um and and so just trying to make sure we've got all our ducks in a row on on my end before i all get everybody to sit around row. the table or yeah yeah get my pelicans Come on in now. a row okay. <laughs> travis your thoughts on getting pelican drop back i i think it was always a fun event um and you know like anything else the more we can showcase our downtown um, and create opportunities for folks of all walks of life to come there and keep it safe like Walker said um, it's a good time let's uh, let's at least let's give it a let's give it a second look we, we it, families and as I recall it was kind of like families till this time and then after that and you know so it was all it was meant to be kind of an all-day thing at least that's how I remember it mm -hmm. and uh, people getting together drinking having fun safely and enjoying something that's uniquely Pensacola and cool. I, I always thought it was one of the great events and it, it kind of went away at a time when we were losing events it seemed like you know right. evenings of Old Seville Square went away and a couple of the music events went away and it kind of felt like we were losing all our long before COVID um, or a couple years before COVID so I hope that it comes back I certainly do um, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys about just been a lot of stuff in the news this week the, the big story over the last day was the Oh my God! Um, the Corvette Gate or Garage Gate or <laughs> you know whatever you want to call it, um, the classified documents being inappropriately stored in now at least two locations, three locations if you count the garage and the study differently. And I do, uh, but we'll get we'll get to that in just a second. Before that, let's get candy in here with traffic on the fives. Uh, good news is it looks like everything is running smoothly now. Uh, Chase Gregory Street, taking a look downtown, Garden and Palafox all checking in. Clear no slowdowns on Cervantes or Bayfront Park. Either. It's all checking in without delays. If you have traffic tips, you can text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. All right, so I, I laid the question out there, which is the documents. And, of course, this comes in the context of the strong criticism from the president of the former president for his mishandling of documents. And then what I thought was a very hilarious comment by President Biden. Everybody knows I take classified documents seriously <laughs> but of course we also know that he just takes them anyway so um let's start with you travis uh thoughts um you know after hearing sort of what goes on when these administrations turn over between whether it's trump or uh the biden obama administration there's a ton of paperwork Absolutely. there's a lot of stuff and i think um you know, some of the reporting has been that during the Trump transition, he was reluctant to leave. And so that sort of packing up and moving out happened very quickly. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a lot of things got caught up in that. To me, the difference is if you see something, do you say something? If you find a document that shouldn't be in your possession, do you turn it over or do you kind of obstruct justice or, you know, or just are lazy in responding to the request? I think that's a critical, critical difference in these two stories. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, you know fun for uh, fun for the folks and on the right to uh, sling a few arrows at, uh, at Biden at this point. So, yeah, and 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 to be fair, you know, listen, if, if if you don't pull those things out of the file cabinet before you take them home, then you deserve to take a few arrows. And there, to me, the 
the part that makes no sense to me is the claim that this was sort of inadvertent or unintentional. The whole point of classified documents is that can't happen unless you're doing it wrong. Shouldn't. Right, <laughs> yeah, right shouldn't exactly. Happen. But I'm with you. I think that the overlap of administration, or the you know, transfer of administration, I'm willing to cut a lot of slack here. In fact, you know, I've generally taken the approach that I'm not going to get too worked up about really either of these. But the appearance of hypocrisy is kind of the issue. And, of course, the, you know, be careful how how strongly you call people out for a thing. Uh, oopsie. So, anyway, right. Walker, your thoughts? Yeah, I think that exactly what you just said, Andrew. It's, it's funny to, you know, when something happens on the other team first and then, you, you know, you shout and, and yell about how inappropriate it is or, you know, how could this even be possible? And then uh, you turn around a few years later and it's happening to you and, um, now, how do you respond right. to your own comments about when it happened in the last go around? Um, and, and to Travis's point, I think, again, you know, how you deal with the situation and handle it um, also matters a lot as well. In, in, in my religion, <laughs> we have uh, a tradition that I don't well honor a lot, but that's, you know, extend grace, be forgiving, you know, don't be contemptuous, try to be yeah. a little bit charitable. Uh, I work real hard to get there, but I'm nowhere close to the goal. But ideally, I would not say things on the air that, you know, a year from now or six years from now or something come back. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Why me? <laughs> no, but I actually agree with you, Travis. I think that the... Um, uh, the distinctions between the cases are important. Willingness or unwillingness to cooperate with and or volunteer back the materials is an important distinction. And uh, whether you agree that the law is binding upon you or not, I mean, these are clearly differences in how Trump and Biden have been or are handling these, uh, you know, these two sort of incidents. 849 on News Radio 92.3. It's the wrap. I got Walker Wilson and Travis Peterson here in studio with me. We'll be back in just a moment. I'm Andrew McKay. This is Mike Wiggins. I don't have to tell you that winter can be tough on our lawns and gardens, but there is much to be done, such as planting winter annuals and getting ready for spring. And remember, if you've got lawn and garden questions, we've got the answers on the guard line every Tuesday morning from 9 until 10 and 8 to 9 on Saturdays. The Garden Line, only on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Ladies, ready to make an impact on our community? Impact 100 Pensacola Bay Area has awarded over $15 million to deserving nonprofit organizations since 2004. All women at least 18 years old are welcome and invited to join. If you are interested in joining, please attend one of our upcoming Meet and Mingle events. For details, visit impact100pensacola.org. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Sundays, you get Christian Outlook at 7, Ask the Preacher at 8, Town Hall Review, Fox News Sundays the weekend, Check It Out, and Gun Talk at 8. This is blasphemy. This is madness. This is Sparta. Remember, there was a time when Gerard Butler was an interesting actor. 850. <laughs> God, Julio was so brutal about him earlier. Uh, and it's true. I mean, he did have a lot of roles at a time. 850 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News and The Wrap with Walker Wilson and Travis Peterson. Um, have either of you guys driven down Langley with the new stop signs at uh, Hibiscus and uh, what's the Leesway is the other one? Have either of you taken the newly impeded, not flowing traffic route? I have not yet. I need to get up there. My cousin lives up there, and so it might be time for me to go see her her two little rascals and and uh, 
make sure I stop all the way. I, I love it's so cool because you're a downtown guy. I love yeah. how you refer to Langley as up there, up there. like <laughs> you know. And it, like, no, but we all think like our house is the center, right? Yeah, you know. know. So to me, Langley is over there, road right there, and and then yeah, okay, the okay. So you know area, really well. So, um, you know, scenic heights guy back in the day. You okay with the roundabout? You yeah, survived the roundabout. roundabout. Survived it. We got. I got out. Made it here. So we're good. We're Mark's good. safe from roundabout yeah. 2023. Travis uh, haven't made it down Langley, but uh, I'm going to be there a lot this uh, spring with uh, Pensacola Youth Soccer coming up. So oh yeah, um, that's right. I forgot you know I, that. Actually, I think the stop signs are a good idea. You've got schools. You've got hundreds and hundreds of kids playing soccer and other sports there. Um, you know, it's. Um, it's a one-lane, two-lane road. Yeah, uh, not a bad idea. I'm sure it's going to irritate some people, like the roundabout did. But I, you know, people are making it fine. I, um, if we need to fix Ninth and Langley, let's fix the Bermuda Triangle before oh, we complain about. Don't get me started. Yeah. Which honestly, if it weren't so, you know, toxic of a thing, that would actually be a candidate for a roundabout. I mean, yes, a right. six a six road intersection or three road intersection, how you count it, is the ideal place for a roundabout. We're not going to have one, <laughs> but that would be the place to do it. Um, yeah, I I just don't like impeding the flow of traffic, but I get it for safety, especially by the school. I mean, it makes sense. It's just you know, I I cherish the roads where you can just go and get there from here. I am um, secretly terrified of the day that somebody discovers Creighton is a great road. Right. I'm seeking because right. I'm terrified that somebody's gonna gonna decide that the speed limit ought to be reduced or there ought. I mean, when they put the one stoplight in at um, I can't remember uh, I can't remember the name of the street, but I will in a second by the Tom Thumb now the Cumberland Farms. Um, you know that semi ruined it, but only briefly. It's not such a big deal. I'm I'm terrified of the day that somebody figures out that Creighton is a great road to drive on because they're gonna ruin it like they do other roads. I think. Well, they're probably coming because of the stop sign on Langley now. Oh, right. So, they've yeah. they've fixed there. that. Oh, now, yeah. yeah. We're now sending gonna... it all up your way. We're sending it up more. <laughs> way up all there. the traffic. And it can handle it. It's a road. There's never that yep. much traffic on Creighton. It's a great road. Um, Miraflores Park, discovering that this was at one time a Creole slash black burial site in the 1880s. Now it becomes a park. Now you got the Boy Scouts with their house there. And I, do, you think, do you think anything really changes there in the park, Walker? I think they're they're probably trying to figure that part out, right? So um, I think UWF's out there trying to figure out exactly what's going on or or, or what what was there from the past. Um, and I would imagine that there will be some sort of historical thing that that goes down in the park. Um, I know that the mayor talked about it uh, at his press conference this week, right? And so I'd imagine at some level there may be a, you know at minimum I would think a plaque or a memorial or something small. Uh, and then again, if it's something bigger than that, I think there'll probably be further conversations. I, I would think same. Yeah. You know, when they do the uh, the ground penetrating radar or whatever, and they right. find out, well, are we talking about you know two or a hundred graves? Might might well make a difference, Travis. Um, I agree. I I think you know we've got such a rich history here. We go back so far as far as sort of the the colon- colonial time, and thanks to people like Tanyati Broughton on the city council, who really are starting mm-hmm. to help. At least I've learned a lot from sort of the sort of the diversity of history that we sure. have here. So when we find these things, let's let's talk about them. Let's learn from them. If we can memorialize them or commemorate them, let's do that. Um, and um, you know, let's let's use it as an opportunity to kind of teach our, teach us about ourselves. Yeah, look, yeah. we are a historical town. I mean, that's part of our identity. Uh, going, you know, even though we're kind of 
trepidatious about calling ourselves City of Five Flags anymore. That is our history. And, you know, focusing on one of the things I remember having this conversation a bunch with uh, Mayor Hayward about instead of taking down things that are offensive, let's just put up a lot more things. Let's create a lot more history and context. I love the idea of having, you know, uh, notable figures in Pensacola history who were black putting up monuments for these folks and seeing, you know, uh, what they look like and having a reminder, a vivid reminder. And the more of that, the better, the more of the plaques, the more of the memorials, the more of that kind of stuff. I think it just, you know, regardless of if it ever brings tourists here, if it gives people something more to understand who we are, who we've been, especially people like me who are not from here, you know, I'd I celebrate that, frankly. 855 on News Radio 923. We got the wrap with Walker Wilson, Travis Peterson. Uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. Uh, new accident. This is Avalon and Highway 90 in Milton. And again, not showing a roadblock, but uh, as you know, a pretty busy intersection. Watch for emergency crews on scene. 437 1620. You can text if you have traffic tips. News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. So. Uh, in the realm of guns, we've had a couple of news items this week. One is Illinois passed a what they call assault weapons ban. I call it a sporting rifle ban. Uh, magazines no larger than 10 rounds. Um, magazines no larger than 15 for handguns. But also you can't buy a whole list of you know banned styles of weapons. Uh, if you own it already, you get to keep it as long as you register it with the state and tell them that you have it. I used to live in Illinois. I had a FOID card at one time. I it might even still be valid. I don't know. It's been so long. But um, at the other end of the spectrum here in Florida, we have um, you know a couple of proposed bills, which doesn't mean anything. They're proposed bills, but things like background checks on ammunition, you know, particularly is one of the bills that has come out. Um, your, I don't know. That one is. I, I find that one a fascinating one. The idea of requiring a background check or the same kind of level of scrutiny of people purchasing the ammunition as are purchasing the weapons. Uh, Travis, your thought on that? Yeah, you know, I I, I tend to think that some of these um, guns don't really have a place, um, but I also know that people cherish their right to, to have them. I think regardless, we have to do something to make sure that high-powered weapons with high uh, with high caliber high caliber high ma- high capacity weapons can't be used in the tragic ways that we've seen them used so if we're not going to do something on the gun side we got to do something on the public safety mental health that side you know you, you see these these a lot of them kids now who are bringing these weapons to school or they're shooting up schools Uvalde Parkland who was the was it a 6 year old 6 year old you know that's crazy right you know that's the kind of thing where all right mom or dad you guys like you're you're responsible for this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um on the other end you know i've got a lot of friends who who have small arsenals and i'm completely confident that they take care of their weapons and right. they wouldn't let them get into the hands of someone that shouldn't have them but then you see these terrible stories of of things that do happen so I'm not sure the answer is is to you know uh, to have background checks on on ammunition, but we got to have something because what what we have right now isn't working. You know, I I am generally against most gun regulations, but I find the logic of the argument for some kind of vetting on the purchase of ammunition to be sensible. I, if we can do it in a way that it doesn't make the buying of ammunition really cumbersome, and it's I, there are, it seems like there would be a variety of ways to do that, then I don't mind. I, you know, if we're going to do any kind of a background check, and we do, on you for buying a weapon, it makes sense to me that you would do some kind of a background check on people for buying the ammunition. I, I, even though I'm a Republican and a Second Amendment advocate, and I've been making fun of the inconsistencies in the Illinois philosophy uh, consistently, 
that one actually, I'm not so opposed to it. Walker? Yeah, I think, it, like Travis said, you know, I've got some friends that, that are you know, have a lot of guns and go hunting a lot, and it's mm-hmm. like I, I would never in my right mind worry about, you know, that they're going to do anything. It's about the people we don't know or um, that that have ill will or, or, you know, something else going on we don't know about. And um, I wonder, you know, do the courts look differently at ammunition than they do, you know, the actual you know, sure. rifle or gun itself? Um, and so if this is a way to help curb some of those issues and then maybe it's uh, you know worth looking at it's going to be an interesting conversation for sure and i always think look i drive down old palafox at 95 or 90 miles an hour closure with other cars and i trust them with my life you know maybe we can trust people a little local bit. talk 